Welcome back, 390 Millionaires. We are on to week two. Uh, we've had our uh, first kick at the can of the uh, the 2021 uh, NFL fantasy season, and it was a doozy. But before we get into all that, uh, let me throw it to my wonderful co-hosts, Mike and Suds. Mike, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Thanks, Bo. Um, definitely more sober than I was one week ago in our previous recording. Although I will point out that I did have a breakfast beer because when I got up this morning, Alicia pointed out that I left half a beer and that's unacceptable. So I had to drink that. But other than that, I'm um, fantastic. I'm sure our listeners can appreciate when we start playing games with our alcohol, we have a very healthy relationship with, uh, with booze and, and not a problem in sight. Uh, speaking <laughs> of problems with booze, Suds, how are you doing? It's fine. Uh, you guys. Yeah. Oh, that's just insensitive. You know what's strange is I can't, despite being drunk most of the time, I can't do an impression of a drunk person. Mm. It, was, it was terrible. It was yeah, terrible. it was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But last week, last week was uh, after we finished um, doing the podcast, I told you guys that was hilarious, but I don't want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, there's that's a that's a really good point because I can't remember you saying that. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> there was I I we we didn't get a lot of feedback on it in in the chat, but I I remember specifically Suds like your part of going through the um each team's like draft was just like holy okay. shit <laughs> we are going nowhere. <laughs> But we we don't we don't edit anything on this podcast. That's our new approach. Um, we love it. It's uh, you you take it um, as is, and you get the unfiltered, uh, un uh, unsober sometimes mm-hmm. version of mm-hmm. three ninety. Um, but yeah, we're back again, week two. Uh, I think we'll jump into. Um, our newest segment that we actually just came up with uh, before going live, but we're going to do kind of a check-in on each division after each week and just sort of set the stage on, on who who's, who's leading the division, who's fallen behind um, and kind of what, what, what needs to happen or what could happen uh, for this upcoming week to sort of change the, uh, the ranking. So with that, um, I'll throw it to our first division, uh, which I forget who we designated to talk about it. But uh, two championships asterisk, and yeah. I remember now it is Pelt. Yeah. If only Jimmy would write those things down in the outline. It'd be a lot easier it, for us to keep track of. Absolutely. Jeez. Um, yeah, this division features our 
asterisk defending champion, which is why there's an asterisk there. Um, Neville, and I think right off the top, what I have to say with regards to his team, because it's not much, it's, are any of his players going to ever not put up double-digit points? Like, last year, this year, doesn't matter. His players just like, no, they'll get a touchdown, go for 100 yards, like, fuck. Like, I don't know if the guy, like, that electrocution really did him in. So, right off the top, he's still a big favorite. He's got Daniel Jones, 30 points Thursday night again. It's just, like, insanity. So, um, he also was the one who strategically picked the division, unlike the rest of you uh, Mongols who picked divisions 2 and 3 and were just trying to do dick measuring and ended up with these tough-ass divisions. So, Congrats, Neville. I think you're the heavy favorite so far, and that was exemplified through week one. Ryan pulling up, you know, 130 points. This was also the highest scoring division. So we got 155, 130, 130, and 115. Curtis put in a respectable 115, but sits last in the division. So tough division all around. There's not too, too much to analyze here. No one blew too much of their load like me. We'll get to that later. Um, But, yeah. Please, God, let's not... (laughs) Let's, uh, you got to take the champ down. That's all I got for that division right now. It is, it is, um, unrefreshingly frustrating that Neville is somehow is like, you pull up his team and he's got like, he's got studs and like Darren Waller and Tyree kill. Mm -hmm. But I think like Daniel Jones is sort of this like epitome of like, you're a bad real life football player. But somehow you're putting up like insane fantasy oh, scores like that Thursday night game. Daniel Jones, like it w- was I wrong? He sucked. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it and it's just like Neville to get 30 points off of a, like a, 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 a terrible performance is just. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. But Sorry. there's no way. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Before we move, I didn't know if you're going to move on. Before we moved on, I did have to mention. The ridiculously close matchup between Ryan and Danish, where Ryan won by 0.22 points, which is the equivalent of what 2.2 yards, which is just insanity. So can't get much closer that, than that. That has got to be one of the closest we've ever had in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is crazy. It, it was I. And spoiler alert: Jay and I had a quite a close matchup last week, and I thought we were going to be mm-hmm. the closest, but no. It's literally just a matter of feet for uh for danish and victory um every our next matters. every inch the well just a motto to live by um our next uh division is seven championships so uh ethically i can't have suds uh review this division so i will be reviewing it um and so at the top of the division unbelievably i can't even understand that this is what's happening, but Andre with the strongest showing um, of the championship, the uh, most championship division, uh, Andre, who does not have a championship, put up 145 last week. Um, and I got to say, not really a fluke looking at his team. Um, Ky- Kyler Murray, CD Lamb, Antonio Brown, um, all performed last week. I expect them all to perform uh, in a similar fashion this upcoming week. Um, Najee Harris had kind of a um, a milk toast debut, uh, but he still he still was on the field for 100% of the snaps, still going to just 
yeah, he's going to eat in that offense. And once he starts scoring touchdowns, like I, it just looks like a strong team. Chris Carson is a great RB too. Um, I don't like Marquise Brown in the flex, but maybe that's my own own bias. His bench is like, there's some pieces there. So his flex is like kind of the weakest part, but I don't know. Andre, Andre's looking, looking real strong. Um, a little bit of controversy here. Uh, Mike uh, Pelt, you're coming in second, um, scoring uh, the third most amount of points. Uh, so there was some uh, <laughs> frustration on that before we went live. Uh, but Mike, your, your team um, has a lot of potential um, in terms of the, the way they could perform. Like Calvin Ridley didn't have a great week last week. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta as a whole kind of underperformed. And, and so there's big questions about that, but I do expect that if anybody's going to survive whatever, whatever's going on in Atlanta, it could be Ridley. Um, you had Baker Mayfield and, and Teddy Bridgewater. So serviceable quarterbacks, but nothing that's, uh, sort of jumping off the screen. Um, you got Nick Chubb who, who could be the best running back in, in football this year. Um, and then, and then your bench has um, its own potential with Trey Sermon, Rondale Moore, and and Tony Jones Jr. I think those those are guys that potentially could see some late season um, uh, value. But um, this one this one feels a little bit shakier to me, uh, especially if we sort of compare it to uh, Suds' team, who scored one hundred and seven. Um, just ran into Andre's buzzsaw last week, uh, and so by virtue of that loss, uh, Suds is third and Flacaroni and cheese with, uh, only putting up 91 points, kind of looking like the, uh, the lame duck of the division. Um, so we'll see where that goes, but Suds, I'll throw it to you for the last division. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> um, so I'm doing two championships, which is Dungeons and Dax Nolan, uh, yourself, Hallwell. So ethically, this is why you can do this division. Burroughs, the steel who, uh, is, uh, Gertie, I believe. And um, I can't believe it's not Hallwell, which is Jay. Um, so I'll make this quick because that's what we decided before the podcast and not that we were going to go through every individual player. Uh, anyway, uh, so Nolan is in front in that division. Uh, he's second place in the league. He put up 148 points. Um, easy to see why. His team's great. I love the way David Montgomery looked. So I think that that's kind of the player that's going to carry him and keep him up there in the lead. Howell, your team's incredible. You, like me, had a bad week and good things are ahead. Um, I love your team. Jay getting a surprising loss here, too. I think his team is better than this, um, although there are some things that he obviously has to work on. And then uh, that's it. That's all that's in that division that re- is relevant. Stark, stark analysis. <laughs> a quick, quick comment on the divisions in general. It's, it's pretty crazy with the new format. The first three weeks playing your division... You could be very far behind the eight ball if you go zero and three. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a steep cliff if you go zero and three, which has happened before. I think in in my championship season, I started off zero and three. Um, still, it, it still felt um, tough to come back, but mm. but it's it's doable. But like three losses in the division, that's that is big. That's like. It, there's so much math to it, but you're basically you're you're giving a win to the person that you're going to be chasing, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, geez, 
Good luck. Sounds like the rest of the division peaks too early, though. Wouldn't want to Fuck be sitting. Wouldn't want to be sitting there all in one right now. That's for sure. Yeah, if you're on one, take a look in the mirror. You got you got problems. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Fuck all in one people here, <clears throat> all of them. Um, so I see. Uh, I see. Our next segment is the waiver wire, which I think we should preface with just a little bit of a build up. This may have been the most active week of waiver wiring that I think I've seen in 390. Sweet, it has to be. Um, so, uh, Mike, we threw it to you last week for waiver wire. So I'll put it, I'll put it in your court. Do you want to do waiver wire again or, um, well, I got, I got the source, uh, sending me some info. I'll take kind of the, the trade corner if we will. So I think sure, I'll yeah. throw this one to suds. Okay. Suds you're up again. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, I'm not a host. I'm here for the jokes. All right. I will do waiver <laughs> wire. <laughs> it's so, live bitches is live. Okay. So. I think I think we need to paint this waiver wire, wire period with um, the key injury that happened early this week, where we had uh, Raheem Mostert um, go on IR. He's done. Um, I'm like trying. Oh man, this is so crazy. Um, so Raheem Mostert done for the season, which put in place Elijah Mitchell um, for. Uh, up for grabs and we all know with a, a Shanahan offense there's the potential for w- running back one level production um, so Elijah Mitchell became uh, target number one for almost everybody on the uh, in the league and as I look at the free agent bids we have one two three four five six seven eight nine so 75 percent of our league made a bid on Elijah, um, uh, Eli- sorry, is it Eli or Elijah? I think it's both. I think he's going okay. to both. His friends call him Eli, though. I am not his friend because he is not on my team. Mm. Uh, but 75% of our league put a um, a bid on him. Every bid was at least double digits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the winning bid was triple digits. Yes. So, Mike, I'm going to throw it to you because we all know what happened. But you spent $100 on Elijah Mitchell. Yep. Walk us through why he was worth every dollar you had. Because Simply because I have Troy Sermon and most are out for the year. So, essentially, I secure that backfield. Whoever ends up coming out of it will be my flex running back at worst. Um, hopefully, my RB2 long term and that that's essentially it it's just i had to get my guy with most are not out for the year i think i was planning to put 60 to 70 because most could throw a wrench into those plans and but now he was out i said i'm blowing my load I said i'm just going for it all and i gotta my team is weak at running back as you see good at wide receiver feeling good about a lot that's going on feeling good about tight end like you said quarterback serviceable i just needed to lock down some running back points. My RB two last week was minus 0.9 because he got benched. So yeah, that's how desperate times became. So that's sometimes fair. you just got to get your guy. Um, so it's cause this was such like an unprecedented move. Uh, I'm not really sure if we've had the full, the full fab bid um, ever in this league. Uh, I'd love to hear your sort of insight about, do you like it? Do you think it was too much? Um, what, what are your thoughts? 
Uh, well, I, I I do think it's too much uh, to start, but I, I do I do agree with Mike to have that running back situation is is worth a lot of money. Um, I saw Matthew Berry post that you shouldn't spend more than ninety percent. Mm. People shouldn't have spent more than ninety percent, um, which I think I kind of agree with. Um, I think spending a hundred is definitely too much. I would have I think maybe like keeping yourself some dollars might have helped for later on, but. It could it could really be a boon for your team. Also, I just want to draw attention to uh, Neville's bid of eleven dollars. How how much do you think he thought he was actually going to get that, <laughs> or was that just due diligence? Because for most people, that would just be due diligence. Yeah. For Neville, I think he thinks he had a chance. I don't. I don't get it either. The eleven the eleven dollar bid is such a it. <sighs> Like you see, you see, there's a cluster between like 20 and 35, like $32. And it's that, that seems to be sort of like the, the average consensus of of how much they would be willing to, um, I threw 31 at like, like I'm part of that cluster. I threw 31 out with like a full understanding. I wasn't going to get it, but Mm -hmm. if I got it, if I got them for that price, I'd have been like, Oh, okay. Like, I guess, um, that's fine. Neville, I, there's just no, like even a good player, $11 is just like, <laughs> I know I'm not going to get it, but I also just kind of want to be a part of, part of the gang. Um, it's just so funny. I am um, Dungeons and Dax kind of, from, from what I'm seeing from the fab, did have a bit of a rough week in the, in the bidding. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of got blocked out on a few different, um, few different pieces it's certainly not um the the worst thing to happen uh to a team but it would just uh he got he got blocked on like a few other players and, and um just kind of feel feel rough but i know that it, that moves were made that he uh um he was able to bounce back from that so i will also i will also add just that him bidding 71 on uh eli mitchell makes me think he didn't actually think he was going to get him because i thought it was going to be a lot of people in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And so I don't think he was actually trying that hard. What about the 70s? 71, 71 seems like a real um, a real bid to me, though. Yeah. Like, I don't I know. Like- I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought that he was going to go for 71 at all. You know what's interesting? Uh, I just wanted to point out, the people who didn't bid, unless I'm not reading this properly, but it looks like my whole division outside of me did not bid Suds, yourself, Andre, and Mike Caldwell. Very intriguing. Correct, yeah. Yeah. That's, Interesting. That's all my analysis, as far as my analysis goes. It's good analysis. Uh, the, the, the last <laughs> point that I want to hit on with the Eli Mitchell, I think 100 was too much. Not so much with the talent of the player, but I think with, like, you're dealing with Kyle Shanahan, who mm. the more that we go, the more content that we have to sort of um view him through the more i'm i'm kind of developing like a a theory that he's a bit of an egomaniac mm-hmm. and i think i um it was nonsense that he benched trey sermon last week um it, it's elijah mitchell it, it like certainly could be the guy but if we even take a look at like raheem moster how he got his start with the team mm-hmm. or his like he won the starting role the starting running back there was Alfred Morris and they didn't play him. And then they threw in Mostert and we all saw Mostert with this like lights out speed. I just, 
um, there's a bit of like a Patriots vibe with these running backs yeah. where you just like, I don't know which one it's going to be. I, um, I picked up Jeff Wilson Jr. for, for nothing and put him on my, in my IR spot, um, hoping that I don't have any injuries until he comes back. Um, and there's a possibility that Jeff Wilson Jr. could be the starter. Like it's, yeah, there, there could be, but I just don't see that playing out as much because he's, he's never really taken the starter role since he's been there. Right. And I think if Elijah or Eli or Trey come out and just grab the bull by the horns, so to speak here, I think that kind of gets squashed by the time Wilson's back. Um, but, but I, I don't think we saw, I don't think we saw San Fran benching Trey Sermon for game one, right? Healthy scratching right. for, for game one. I, I get, I get your point though. I get mm-hmm. your point. If he, if Jeff was going to take it, he should have taken the job already. Um, okay. We'll move on. The next highest bid of the week was myself. Um, taking Tim Patrick, uh, who uh, also uh, is filling in for an injured player of uh, Jerry Judy, who's out four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. Um, and then beyond that, um, it, it, those high ankle sprains are, are, are yeah. kind of um, not not great news for, for players. It takes them a little while to come back from it. Um, I think everybody is aware of my struggles on wide receiver. As last week, I had two of my players... Uh, at wide receiver put up um, a collective 1.6 points. Like it was not, it wasn't good. So I needed wide receiver help. Um, Tim Patrick, I put in $36. The next bid was $6. Um, People were not feeling him as much as I was. Uh, I wish, I wish the bid could have been lower, but I also made that bid with like, I have to win this. Um, yeah. to help my team and and I got him so I'm happy mm. with that I think I um, put in I think I had a mid-level bid on him like maybe 14 15 but I guess it it takes out those bids once you've won your first so it doesn't show yeah, you, you don't I have money on. oh I see right but I thought oh, it might still show like the bids right yeah yeah I get what there, you're but, saying um but yeah I agree I thought the other it's kind of crazy the next highest was six but um it's a good pickup I think he, he could become the guy there um, so. I, I, yeah, it, it's a matter of just like winning. I, I'll, I'll take as many games as he's going to give me because um, he has uh, kind of performed um, be, before this. Like he performed last week, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Tim Patrick is definitely a name that I've heard in fantasy football before. But we'll see what happens. It could be it could be the worst uh, pickup of the year. I'm prepared for that. Uh, I love I love Tim Patrick. Just a quick note: I love him. I had him in most of my leagues last year, thanks to waiver and. Uh, late round picks, and he's actually a really serviceable wide receiver, and I think he's super underrated. I think this is a great pick. Well, thank you, Suds. I appreciate that. Um, our next pickup is Flacaroni and Cheese, and maybe this sort of highlights the fact that he didn't make a push on uh, on Elijah Mitchell, but um, Mike had to uh, cover his quarterback base but because Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, mm-hmm. is done for a few weeks with a hip injury if I recall correctly. Uh, and so Mike uh, put in a $31 bid of Taylor Heine- for Taylor Heineke, new starting quarterback for the Washington football team. Um, and this was actually some pretty smooth um, uh, bidding uh, because the next highest bid was $27 by Andre. Um, so Andre, I think, was trying to block uh, a competitor in his division with that bid. Um, I believe Andre has uh, some some fairly uh, strong running backs, right? If we take a look at it, he's got 
Derek Carr and Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler Murray is is could be the number one. I so I I, I like the strategy of it. Um, unfortunately, uh, Mike saw that uh, what could happen and 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 was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna up the bid here, uh, and then um, we have a, just a pathetic bet of fifteen dollars for. Taylor Heineke by one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, moving on, um, we see Rob Gronkowski. Oh, this is one that I was actually upset at. Suds, you got Gronk for $33, um, basically tripling the next highest bid by myself. Um, I'm upset because Gronk had an amazing week one, two touchdowns, eight targets. Um, looking like him and Brady still got that connection. Um, tight end. If you get a, 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 I think we've seen with like the performances by Kelsey and Waller from last week, having a, a, a producing tight end can be absolutely massive. What say you? Yeah. Well, obviously I thought so having nearly tripled your, the next highest bid. Um, I had it at, uh, I had it either 18 or 24. I can't remember. But then I, I midweek, I looked at my team uh, and just I, I roster baited once again. I blew my load all over it. And the only thing I didn't like was I just didn't have a tight end. I used Hunter Henry last week. I was going to go week to week with tight end. I looked at the waiver wire. It is absolute fucking garbage. Um, I'd rather have fullbacks than tight ends at that point. Um, so I just I just blew it up because I wanted I wanted that piece on my team. His biggest risk is injury. If he gets injured, I spent $33 and I'm just going to go back to my strategy that I had before I spent it. Very happy with this pick. Wish I'd stuck lower, but I don't regret it at all. He's a guy who could, like, does he slip into, like, tight end one territory? Obviously, last week he would. Um, But I just worry about durability. And I know I was talking to, I think it was Suds this week. I traded him in another league, sell high. Um... And just, I don't know. I just don't know if I trust him. But for for you, like, I mean, you have Tyson Williams in your flex spot. So, like, your team's pretty solid. And if that's the yeah. last piece you need, then I think it's not a bad move at all. I do think it's an overpayment, but you, I can't blame you. I mean, who am I to sit here and talk about overpayments? <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, and, and obviously it is an overpayment, but um, it is, I, I like, as you see, I didn't bid on anybody else this week, despite it being a crazy week. And that was just because I didn't care that I felt comfortable enough with my team other than tight end what do we say when somebody uh is talking too much shut your mouth whore so take that mike <laughs> uh spoiler alert for the newest episode of ted lasso shut up Thierry Henry. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, episode? yeah well, so proud you guys can't see it, but those guys are so proud right now that they get to talk about uh, Ted Lasso. <laughs> um, we're gonna round up. We're gonna round up the, the last few other uh, bids. Um, oh, sweet Lasso joke! Sweet, <laughs> not intentional. <laughs> uh, one one point two one gigaguts. Uh, Ryan's team uh, put in an eleven dollar bid on Mark Ingram, who surprisingly got twenty carries against the Jacksonville Jaguars last mm-hmm. week. Uh, beating out Dungeons and, and, and Dax uh, with a $6 bid. Um, not crazy about the bid, but uh, I mean, like, you got to do what you got to do to fix your running back situation. I just think last week was like an anomaly in terms of the Texans winning a game and trying to run at the clock. So 
that's where I feel like that. Uh, I, I don't think we need to get too big on that one. Um, Burroughs, the steel wins Larry Roundtree, the third, uh, a running back for the Los Angeles Chargers um, with $6. Dungeons and Dax uh, falls uh, again with only a $3 bid. Um, Roundtree, I think, I think is, is decent. I'm not sure if he gets the, uh, if anything happens to Eckler, I'm not sure he gets the volume, uh, but I do think that he has a goal line role, which, which could be valuable. So we'll, we'll see about that. Um, I won the Arizona defense for $2 with beating out dungeons and Dax again. Um, he also bet $2, but he had the lower waiver priority, which I'm not sure how exactly that, that happened, but, um, it is what it is. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what I w- wanted to highlight about that. Um, there's many other pickups, but I'm not sure we have the time to go through all of them. Um, because this was an extremely busy week. So rosters looking quite different from what they were before. Um, and, and like, we, I mean, like I, I'm looking at our, our sort of write up for the, the podcast. And I realized that we only had most on officially in terms of injuries, but we, I, we forgot about Josh Jacobs and Ryan Fitzpatrick, like moving forward. So like shit happens week to week where we got to stay on top of it. And, and I think this league once again, like as, um, as we talk about the league uh, and, and kind of make fun of each other, the best part of this league is how active and knowledgeable I think the majority of players are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this week was like a perfect example of that, like deep cuts, deep cuts going off the waiver wire for money. Like um, that's pretty cool. So um, I will stop talking. I'm going to bring back one of our favorite sections from last year, segments from last year. Uh, Mike, do we have anything from the source? We do. We do. I, I did get a little envelope slipped under my door this morning. So uh, I've fantastic. Got, I've got some. Uh, actually, it's quite a bit. So it's, it's a lot to work through here. Um, the source, he or she, starts with another kind of riddle, and uh-huh. it's got a new aspect to it. So I'll just get into it here. <laughs> Last week, I only had time for some clever wordplay. So this week, I'll spell things out right away. Seems my clues last year required too much thought, so this year, each week, I'll tell you who I am not. I am not the member of the League with the devious smirk, the target at which our hosts aim their collective circle jerk. I am not that guy in playoffs falling apart at the seams, who last won the League when it only had six teams. (laughs) So, uh, so that's an original, oh sorry, are you- Devious smirk. Circle jerk. Who do we circle jerk? Well, that's that. That's obvious because of the last line. The only people who won when it was six teams was me and uh, your brother, my brother. Yeah, no, not Mike's brother. He my was never in the league. league. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So an original. So not an original sixer. Oh, maybe an no, original who sixer. Last won the league when it only had six teams. So it has to be your brother, Mike Hallwell. So it's not Mike Hallwell. So it's not Mike Hallwell. <laughs> Did Mike win? Did Mike win when it was it was six? Well, he, he won this. Didn't uh, maybe I'm wrong. I thought he won the second year. I thought it went me, him, me. Man, we're going down memory lane here. Yeah. 
don't know if we've got uh, time for this source. Stop making things so complicated, Jesus. Yeah, that's real a, deep, real deep dive for trash talk on that one. Um, here, big tits one, bigger tits one in two thousand nine. Big yeah, tits one in two thousand ten. Then big tits. <laughs> I, I got nothing. Their their names were competitive with each other. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to. I forgot to bring up that I see on our, our Google document. Um, si- sorry, just want to throw it back to waiver wire real quick. Uh, Mike, the, the, my brother picked up Peyton Barber real late last night mm. because of the Josh Jacobs stuff. Um, but we can go back to the source. Sorry. Yeah. Let's, so we, we can post that in the league for everybody to, uh, mm-hmm. um, to review and, and, and come up with their own, uh, guesses i i I just uh, i mean like there's a certain quality of writing that i think only one or two people in our league can actually achieve Mm. um and so i uh i'm very well it's definitely more than one or two how how so well i think i think the three of us count well i could write it i don't know because i still he's an engineer because i still think it's mike Shots fired. <laughs> uh, so that was some really good vamping, guys. Good work. Um, it's not. I'm not. Mike Hallwell. Mike Hallwell won in the second year, and it was six teams at that point. Okay. 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 So it's not Mike Hallwell. So it's um, not Mike Hallwell. Would Mike Hallwell be capable of writing such a thing? I would be very surprised. This would be a skill set that he has not shown up to this point in his life. But if he did, I'd be <laughs> rhyming. I also, I also think it would be more sexual. Yeah, yeah, it would okay. be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure the mystery source talked about fucking people in the ass last year. So, yeah, no, I, I know that. I still think it would be more sexual. <laughs> but here, here's why. Here's why I would be very surprised if it was Mike. He read his second book ever like a week or a month ago. Hungry <laughs> okay. <Under> Caterpillar. <laughs> no, Doctor Seuss. Um. It, <laughs> I honestly, I like if Mike, if Mike had the ability to write like this, I, I don't even think I would know my brother. Well, we know it's not him. So, or allegedly. Yeah. I don't know. Bullshit. It could be bullshit. Here, You know what? You know what? I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I got to say something right here. I think, I think the source is a liar. Okay. Um, <laughs> because I have a theory. I have a theory who the, the source is and I won't reveal it, but I'm going to call the source a coward. <laughs> over on the air and let him know wow. that I think he's like a little punk bitch <laughs> and that he's not being he's not being honest with us and that's fine play your games little man stay in the shadows nobody cares who you are what so what? clearly clearly you got the note that from Jimmy that viewing figures have been down yeah. so you really want people to tune in next week <laughs> <laughs> oh what a fabricated controversy never <laughs> What what is he lying about? I just I, I I think I look at this clue, and I think I think it's bullshit. I think he absolutely or she. So you, or she. So you think so? You do think it's your brother? No, I I I don't. For the reasons I've stated, I don't think it's my brother. But I don't think anything that the source says is something that we can believe. I'm questioning. I'm questioning like the value and purpose of the source because like i said he's a punk bitch or she (laughs) 
I mean, we haven't even gotten to his info yet, and you're already yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but no, I, I think I, I think I'm onto something here. The source just loves the attention. You stupid whore. Oh, tell oh, us how you really feel. Well, now I hope it is your brother. <laughs> oh man. So the source goes on. This week was quiet for trade talks, instead dominated by free agency moves. But after the dust settled, Suds was already shopping his recently purchased old injury prone in an offense with too many mouths to feed tight end that he spent more than a quarter of his budget on. Strangely, no luck yet. Suds, you've been shopping Gronkowski already? Uh, I will now like to say that I stand by what Hallwell said uh, a couple minutes ago. The source is a punk ass bitch. Yeah. All right. Na- name of the episode too. <laughs> Speaking of shitty podcast hosts, Mike is seeking a QB upgrade and will swap one of his QBs and a bonus. The bonus is unknown, but your source hopes it's a sweet, sweet kisses. I'm gonna go back so. to what Hallwell said a couple minutes ago. <laughs> source is a punk ass bitch. <laughs> um, oh my gosh danish has little confidence in his wide receivers and has reached out to people however he doesn't want to trade mahomes mixon or gibson so he's offering the new england defense oh my goodness yeah that sounds about right actually um gorgeous calvin klein model nolan <laughs> has been strangely inactive but that makes sense his team much like his body is something perfect your source wants to play with <laughs> Wow. (laughs) And then last point, another morsel of juicy gossip meat from the tender flank of negotiation regards our fantastic, fascinatingly moronic commissioner. Never overly active in trades, he does not seem to ever to be ever so softly seeking a wide receiver. (laughs) But much like his sex life, his softness is preventing him from finishing. Jesus! Wow, maybe it is my brother. <laughs> that was, that was, yeah, that was more sexual than usual. I think. <laughs> well, paste that there. We can share it with the league if we would like. Oh, what a punk ass bitch! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting because the source, the source, didn't hear about the offers that I had put forth this week. Mm. Um, which Pelt, I think, I believe I sent one. To, I, I sent an overture to you. You did, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which was was swiftly rejected. But I, I, this is this is very much testing the water uh, period. So if I sent out an offer to you, yeah, um, I'm very interested in the player, but we just are not at a place where we can make mm-hmm. that deal yet, and that's fine. That's fine. What I will say, uh, Pat, you you made me think, and past negotiations we've had there's times when i haven't given it a thought so this one made me think a little bit so well you know what mike they say uh if you don't use it you lose it so i'm glad that i was able to tickle your little brain there (laughs) perfect all right anything uh otherwise trade talk wise i mean i personally um don't have much going on i as much as the source says i'm seeking a qb upgrade it'd be great but I'm pretty happy with my waiver wire pickups, and I'm just going to ride this one out for a little bit personally. Oh, well, we know uh, you're uh, always active. Yes, I'm a trade slut, um, and uh, I'll, I'll use this uh, platform that we have uh, we've built uh, to openly uh, law, um, lodge with the league that uh, Carson Wentz is available. So if you need a quarterback upgrade, um, he's, he's your, the guy. And uh, 
Uh, I need wide receiver help. I, uh, I reached out, uh, tried to do a one for one quarterback for, for a pretty high quality wide receiver. And I was told to fuck off. So, um, let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm down to make my team better. Um, that's harsh, harsh being told to fuck off. Well, apparently I have a reputation, so I'll uphold it diligently. <laughs> um, feels like we can move on to our, our final section. Let's do it. Okay. We are jumping into predictions for the week. You know the drill, everybody. We're going to run through um, each matchup, give a give our, our quick little take, um, and uh, and give you the three ninety millionaire guarantee of who's going to win, who's going to lose. Last week, uh, a kind of middling performance by all three of the hosts, uh, highlighted by Pelt going three and three. Um, so nicely done there, Pelt. Uh, you guessed as many right as you did wrong. Thank you. Uh, but that was better than, uh, than myself who went two and four. So an abysmal week. Um, I was thinking, did I win the pick them last year? I think you did. I think, I think I did too. I don't want to, uh, have to toot my own horn here, but I also was the only person who had a hundred percent week last year. <laughs> Oh, oh, did you? Yeah, I, I had a week when I was the guest the second time. I got everything right. It's funny you guys want to look yeah. to the past when I'm in front. <laughs> For now. Uh, <laughs> and, and then next week's podcast, you'll be like, you guys remember in week one when I was three and three? <laughs> also, can I just point out, Mike, you and I are both sitting at 500. Yeah, yes. because I was too drunk slash don't remember um, who Suds picked. So does that... Yeah, no, I'll, I'll stick with the two and two because I can't remember who I picked either. Sure. I didn't write it down, so that's on me. If only there was one way, a way to find out. but Like listening to our own podcast? <laughs> yeah. God, no. I did listen I to did. it, but I didn't. I was in the car, so I didn't. Uh, I well, you'll, you'll, have I, my, you'll have my results from the Curtis Neville game, but I don't know if I weighed in on the other one I didn't pick. That's all right. I think it's fair that we don't listen to our own podcast. I would say I'd rather talk to the source than, than do that. Um, so let's jump into our first, uh, our first match. Uh, I'm going to take it. We got Ryan versus Neville, uh, and looking at the board, we got it across the way. Neville's taking this matchup. Um, I think we've already spoken about it. We have to recognize that Neville has made some sort of demonic deal with the devil, mm-hmm. uh, maybe for a firstborn, maybe for, uh, the blood of the innocent. Um, something has happened here where he can do no wrong. Um, his team with a Daryl Henderson, James Robinson, and Javante Williams at running back um, seems middle of the pack, but his wide receivers with uh, Tyree Kill, Amari Cooper, and Jamar Chase uh, could be uh, the alpha dog in, in that group. Um, Daniel Jones somehow stumbles his way to thir- almost 30 fantasy points. Um, and Lamar Jackson playing a Kansas City team this uh, this Sunday night mm. feels like he just he's going to have to put oh, the yeah. whole team on on his back. Um, I don't know Neville's team by hook or by crook, I guess. Uh, quite quite strong. Um, Darren Waller, sorry, Darren Waller also who it would be Waller is a baller. Sorry to Waller is a baller. 
Crazy. What Waller did, what Waller did on Monday night was absolutely insane. Um, Nineteen targets. That's that's unreal. Calvin Calvin Johnson level. Yeah. Um, focus. Um, going up against uh, Ryan, who's got. Uh, oh my gosh, um, Josh Allen. I was like James Allen. That's not his name. <laughs> Josh Allen and Russell Wilson. Love those quarterbacks. Both have decent matchups this week uh, with Miami and Tennessee. Um, his running backs. He has DeAndre Swift in the in the in the flex, um, and then James Conner and Leonard Fournette uh, in the in the starting. Um, he does have he, he unfortunately does have to deal with the Josh Jacobs injury uh, this week, so he's kind of he's kind of pinched that way. DK Metcalf, Julio Jones, and Adam Thielen. Um, I think Adam Thielen's going to struggle this week. Uh, Metcalf mm. will be fine. Julio Jones. I don't know if he's totally in sync with Tannehill yet. Yeah. Um, just feels like Ryan's got a team, but it's not quite there yet. He's not um, going to win with those running backs. No, he won't. Oh. And that's, that's insane that, um, it's just bad luck. It's just bad luck that Josh Jacobs went out after the, the performance he had last week. I would argue um, that that didn't change anything though. Yeah, true. Fair. I would, I would get Connor out of the lineup, but, um, yeah, it kind of, uh, with the, uh, they are projected. Oh, they were projected for similar points at the beginning, but Daniel Jones um, just irritatingly doing the performance he had. Uh, Neville now has like a fifteen point cushion on uh, on Ryan. So uh, we got Neville taking it. We'd be surprised if it went any other way. And I think that's all the analysis we need to do. I just want to throw in one last uh, bit of analysis there. It's it's written in my notes. Uh, when you look at the matchup, lots of clouds on Ryan's side, lots of rain. So that's an important point why I picked Neville. Lots of rain. That's that's honestly why you you're the best at what you do, Mike. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Small uh, unnecessary details brought to light uh, is exactly why we keep you around. Um, so we'll go to our next matchup of Andre versus Mike Hallwell and uh, Pelt. Let's stick with you. Yeah. Let's- what? Uh, what clouds can you bring us to this uh, to this matchup? Well, it's a divisional matchup, right? And it's it's going to be a big one. It's a big one. It's going to go a long way, like we said earlier. So I'm just stumbling so I can get to my notes here. Um, <laughs> Mike's team off to a big start, and I let this influence my pick, but Heineke and McLaurin uh, killed it Thursday night. He's got 37 points right off the bat, but funny enough, he's only projected to beat Andre by 8 still. I think... You've got Kyler Murray against Minnesota. I think he's going to have a day. How about Kyler Murray? We just need to stop here for a second. Like, some of those plays against Tennessee last week were just unreal. And he may be the QB1 this year. For sure. Um, so, Andre's good there. I don't like Derek Carr. I don't think Marquise Brown is a necessarily strong flex play. But against KC, that could be a shootout. Ultimately, I think this will be a close match, which is also indicated by the fact that Sud said they will tie. Um, so we're split across the board here. I've got Mike taking it, Holly's got Andre taking it, and Suds has a tie. So we'll be interested to see how that plays out. It's going to play out into a tie. Cool. Um, I made my pick uh, before the Thursday nighter. Yeah. Because I'm looking at the rest of Mike's lineup now, and I'm just like, oh shit! Like I feel. That, like that's great, but obviously I thought that Heineke was uh, not going to perform the way he did. Um, Suds, so you got the matchup between uh, me and, uh, and and Gertie. I sure do. This one is uh, 
thank you for giving this one to me. It's probably the easiest one of the week. Um, I think we all have you taking it uh, as we should. If anybody didn't, obviously we would treat that as a joke. We've talked about Gertie's team. It's got a nice, he's got a nice projection here. Um, you know, he did, he did nail his first and second round pick. So that's good. But you, you, <laughs> when I look at your team hall wall, like it's, it is, it is solid, but it doesn't matter. Cause it's all about McCaffrey and Eckler. That is just pure sex right there. You're going to have weeks of 50 plus points just from those two. Um, it's, it's so hot. It's just so hot. So yeah, oh, it's, Jesus, <laughs> he's pulling thing. out his dick, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't my team, but I can't stop. <laughs> uh, much like my drunkenness as someone who is constantly masturbating, I'm terrible at doing an impression of it. Uh, so yeah, you're going to take this. You're one of the top teams in the league. Gertie's one of the worst. Easy. Congratulations on your victory. Thank you. Uh, Thank can, we, you. can you go across the board there? Who did everyone else take? I did that already, didn't I? Oh, okay. Then, cool. I Do it again. Whole, I made a whole point. Do it again. It. If, if Do you get dirty, you must be joking. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Great stuff, everybody. Uh, we're going to go. Should have been uh, drunk. I'm going to return the favor and I'm going to do your game suds, but then I'm also going to do a favor for Mike and do his game at the same time oh, because fun. you guys are, you guys are playing each other. Um, so we have, uh, obviously it is split between you two on who you think will win the game. Uh, Pelt, you are choosing yourself to win and suds. You are also choosing yourself to win. Um, I am the tiebreaker. And before Thursday night, I had chosen the, Pelt to uh, to take the victory. Um, Mayfield and Bridgewater have uh, pretty spicy uh, matchups this week against uh, Jacksonville and Houston. Um, Ridley Jefferson and Claypool. Uh, I, I love that wide receiver trio. I think Chase is like Chase is almost like underrated right now um, for how good he is. Calvin Ridley has a has a tough matchup against Tampa Bay, but Jefferson and Claypool, I think, I think could do some damage. Um, Chubb Mitchell and DJ Char, uh, Chubb and Mitchell as your running backs, Mike, um, I think are going to do fine. George Kittle is going to do fine. And DJ Chark, uh, is probably going to struggle against Denver, but the, the strength of your, your matchup is, is with everybody else. Um, Suds, we have the benefit of knowing your, one of your early picks has already played and, and Saquon had what I thought was a really encouraging game. Um, in returns in, in regards to his play coming back from the uh, the injury from last year, he broke off a uh, 41 yard run. Um, he had 16 carries beyond that and, and or 16 touches and, and only managed about 20 more yards. Um, so he finished with 6.9 on the week. Um, I, I think long term, the prospects for Barkley are, are quite, quite good. He just is not going to help you the, this week. Uh, uh, as much, I think Aaron Jones is in store for an amazing game on Monday night. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I think, is going to struggle uh, this week against the Denver defense. Um, I think Jacksonville showed us exactly how bad they could be next week um, or, or last week, and and I think I think ja if you got Jacksonville shares, you might want to yeah. look at uh, offloading those. Um, Tannehill, I think he's on the right track, but I got to see something a little bit more. Uh, AJ Brown, Cooper Cup, and, and, and Corey Davis. I think that's a very strong wide receiver trio. 
Uh, you've picked up Gronk uh, and Tyvon Williams. So like there's pieces there. I'm still going to go with my original prediction that I think Mike's got this, but um, I think it's going to be decently close. Mm-hmm. We'll say within, within five points of each other. Mm. I like that. Also a lot of clouds on Sud's side. Once again, five to my three. So that's know, right. Watch out for those clouds. Yeah. Get this man a radar. Um, <laughs> Jay versus Nolan Pelt. That's your game. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to have another tight one here, despite the fact that um, Nolan's team kind of shit the bed a bit. Um, Kenny Galladay and Washington, again, having the benefit of seeing how those two have played out. Galladay only getting 38 yards. He was targeted quite a bit and just seemed to not want to catch the ball very much against Washington on Thursday night. So that's a little rough for Nolan. I think Rodgers, so I'm going to give this one to Jay. I think Rodgers is going to become kind of like Mr. Monday Night last year yourself, Hallwell. I think uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers will put up a good performance Monday and kind of redeem himself after whatever kind of football we saw last week from that team. Um, His wide receivers are solid. I love Keenan. He's got that stack. We all know about that stack. Um, And he's playing against Dallas. Dallas inside this weekend. That should be a shootout. Herbert versus Dak. Um, so he's going to put up a lot of points there. And I just look across the board and then Dalvin Cook and Damian Harris. Damian Harris looks like he's going to be the, the bell cow in New England. So no real weaknesses um, across the board. And then Hawkinson Monday night uh, to round it all out. If I look at Nolan's team, Dak will put up a good showing. Brady should put up a good showing, but he's got a cloud right there. Watch out for those clouds. Uh, might rain down in Tampa. <laughs> um, I like Lockett. Jones, I'm not sold on uh, much for the reasons you said, Hallwell. Um, a lot of mo's to feed in Jacksonville for rookie quarterback, so I can't really rely on Jones too too much. Kamara should be fine. I liked Montgomery last week. Again, I think this will be close, but I'm giving it to Jay because I think he's got the better matchups. All right, and we'll round out the uh, this weekend's tournament with... Uh... Oh, sorry. I've got Jay. Holly's got Jay. Suds, you're the lone pick on Dolan. Didn't want to forget that. Back to you. Don't you ever interrupt me again. Um, Suds, last game of the week. Yeah, cool. Um, Last game of the week belongs to Curtis versus Danish. Uh, So real, real juggernaut battle there. Uh, So we have... Uh, so myself and Hallwell, you and I took Curtis. Um, Malik, you're the only one taking Danish. Uh, I took Curtis. He's He's got a little bit of a struggle with his um, quarterbacks that worries me because they're both coming up against pretty strong pass rushes. But um, both of their flexes can die, I wrote in my notes, and I do actually stand by that. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't, I, don't agree, I don't agree with those projections at all. Mm. Um but the thing that gives me some love for Curtis is despite the fact that he fucked up QB, when you look at his three wide receivers and two running backs all starting, I love that five, that top five. So we got Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans. Beautiful. And then Derrick Henry and Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin needs a little bit of upside, but Derrick Henry sitting there. Fresh. Guys, Fresh we've, takes. we've uh we did it. We're through week two. This podcast is locked and loaded and ready to go up. That was and that was a great episode, guys. I think stark analysis, some bombs dropped along the way, and it's exactly what the listeners want, if I must say so myself. 
Uh, I agree. We uh, we have the best fans, um, even though the majority of them are oh so stupid. But we thank you uh, so much for listening. Um, so uh, Suds, Mike, do you guys have anything else you want to uh, you want to say before we go? Or um, nope, just uh, Gertie, your team sucks, and say hi to Rachel for me. Suds, uh, yeah. Uh... Not a big fan of your team, Gertie. Good luck in the upcoming year. And uh, see you to Rachel. Yeah, I don't think there's any other way to end this other than uh, Gertie, your team still sucks. Uh, say hi to Rachel for me. Thanks, everybody. Mike, Dirty, and Sons.